0: This podcast is brought to you by Overstayer Recording Equipment, makers of professional recording instruments, including the Framework Modular Channel and MAS for creative tracking, processing, and mixing applications. To learn more, check out OverstayerAudio.com. Hey, it's Larry Crane. Welcome to the Tape Op Podcast. Over the years, it's been suggested that we do a segment on haunted studios. Our friend Heba Kadri got her first job in the US as a studio intern at the famed Sugar Hill Studios in Houston, Texas. Legend has it the place is haunted and Heba told me that she was freaked out to be there alone at night and would blast loud music to keep the spirits at bay. Apparently that worked and she never saw anything out of the ordinary. Former Sugar Hill owner Dan Workman, however, did have an out of this world experience there, so we chatted with him to get the scoop. For those of us, or those listeners that uh, are not familiar with Sugar Hill's uh, history, do you mind giving us a little
1: background on the studio? Sugar Hill is the oldest continuously operating recording studio in the United States. It's about 80 years old now, maybe 82, if I got my math right. And um, it was started by a guy named Bill Quinn, and he was recording out of his home, actually. And this was sort of uh, pre World War II, or no, post post World War II. And uh, and then you know he had a minor hit. He was like doing stuff like there was. People would record acetates and send them as a novelty to somebody so they could hear their their letter, you know, by playing it on a record player. Um, things got good and he, he moved it to a, a location close to his house and um, as things happened, the studio business collapsed back into his house a few years later. And it went through several different owners and then Huey Mo bought it in the 70s. The infamous Huey Moe is a really great record producer and record man, unfortunately very exploitive. And uh, so there's lots of awful sort of history around Huey, um, but one thing that he did do is that he he built next to Bill Quinn's original house a proper recording studio, um, and then uh, um, and then converted the house into another studio space and kind of married them together. Um, I've I've got most of that right. <laughs> like I said, I'm kind of rusty on my history, but it's it's an interesting place. It's 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 an awesome, very. Vibey and very much having its own sound recording studio. And in my tenure, owning it with Rodney Myers and Andy Bradley, um, you know, we, we took it from being uh, a recording studio that predominantly worked with local artists and uh, a Latin record label um, to kind of working internationally. You know, we had people showing up because they liked Sugar Hill, um, and, and that was quite a privilege. Um, so that's Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill is still operating. The people that bought us from us are still just churning away, and um, I hope it lives like long into the future. But it okay. it does have a storied past.
0: The vibe of the studio when you look it up too is out. You know, it just it has a feeling. You <laughs> you look at it, and Indeed. it's like this sort of just in the like just freestanding building in the. You know, it, it's not unlike some, you know, a Muscle Shoals or you know one, exactly. one of these kind of places that, uh, you know, um, you
1: know, just <laughs> it, it, sort of like despite the best efforts of the neighborhood, this place happened. You know, it's just just the weirdest thing that it, it shouldn't be there. It's in this weird industrial and then very low SES area. So no, it's Sugar Hill has a has a definite presence.
0: And the client list, people that recorded there, as I looked it up, was pretty impressive. I mean, from the Rolling Stones on down. So, you know, this was a place for people, a destination.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, I think that during our tenure, the people that impressed me the most um, were probably had to be like Destiny's Child and Beyonce because I mean they're, they're still sort of like lighting up the firmament you know Beyonce is um, so it was really kind of cool to be a part of them being you know young people getting very famous and being you know <laughs> and then you know continuing on into the future that's kind of a cool thing to witness and 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 there was plenty of others you know we did some work with Clay Walker local country person um, little wayne you know there's a a bunch of rappers that sort of like filtered through um so yeah we 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 got a chance to make records that made a difference which is kind of cool all
0: right but let's get to the meat of it here so yes yeah so the rumor has it that the place is haunted
1: right which anybody that's ever set foot in sugar hill even if they don't believe in things like that the place has such a heavy vibe and sound and feel to it uh that you know you might you might find yourself being willing to believe you know a little bit wider than than you normally would um so i did have an experience there and i and i want to make sure that uh i get a chance to say all the disclaimers that make it for a better story <laughs> i i don't nec- i don't really believe in ghosts and I believe that the, the universe is a pretty amazing place and there's a lot of stuff we don't understand, but, but ghosts I really don't believe in. And, um, and I don't drink or get high. So those two <laughs> things are kind of important to know um, before I tell the story. Um, when I first leased space from the, the previous owners of Sugar Hill, I, I leased what what is now Studio B and, um, had a cool little business going and um being you know sort of like a new room I was working really late into the night a lot of times you know those were the clients that I I got and I was doing a bunch of emo records at the time and that you know just it would just go on all night so one night I was cleaning up because I had a rule I always cleaned up before I left because I never wanted to come in and have to clean up before I get started in the morning so but I was really tired. There was sometime between two and three o'clock in the morning, and um, the band had gone. And it, many times the bands would like leave the front door open. Just why I don't know. But the front door of the building was several hallways away from where my studio was. And as I was coiling cables and getting things put up, I heard somebody call my name, and so I just dropped the cables and went up front because a lot of a lot of of times you know people would come back or not they wouldn't know where i were where i was in the building and there's nobody there and it felt kind of weird it was like that's odd i don't i really heard my name that's wow so i just kind of shook it off and went back to coiling cables and then i heard very loud hey dan and I froze, I, like, I literally just like just fro- froze in sort of mid-movement. Was kind of almost afraid to look at the door and I didn't bother to go check because I knew what I was gonna find. There wasn't gonna be anybody there. So I dropped the cables, I grabbed my keys and my briefcase and I locked the doors and I got the fuck out of there. And it, it creeped me out. Like I've never experienced anything like that since, never before. Um, But it changed something for me because for the first time, I became slightly scared of being there late at night by myself. It wasn't of the neighborhood, which is a pretty scary place in and of itself. It It was that I didn't want to feel that weird feeling in my guts of hearing something like that ever again and um so anyway as the story goes you know you you learn to tell the story and people ask questions the story gets bigger and better the only thing that ever sort of got tacked onto the story was like well who was it who who of of the famous dead people that worked at sugar hill who was it and and uh the two big you know sort of choices at the time (laughs) because many more have died since um, was the big bopper or lightning hopkins because both of them would be a good story, right? Well, if I had to pick between the two, I'd say lightning. Um, the big bopper was kind of a you know happy, you know his music, Chantilly Lace is sort of silly, and um, it did not feel any of those things. It felt a little dark, <laughs> and and a little a little bit more bluesy. So I'm gonna say it was Lightning Hopkins, and uh, and and you know it was an extraordinary occurrence that you know i couldn't account for and and got baked into the lore of the 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 business you know so i would be called upon to like talk about this at various times and that's that's what it is the story and um i feel privileged it's like i saw a ufo like shit man look i actually saw a ufo in this case i i experienced the hallucination the ghost hallucination whatever it was ghost lightning what have you
0: now at this point in our conversation I realized that my computer is about to run out of battery. And so I run upstairs to grab the charger. What happened next was truly bizarre. Can you hang on two seconds? I just got a, uh, I got to go plug my computer in. I'll be back in eight go seconds. Ahead. You okay? Uh, but I just banged my head really hard. Uh, well I Definitely have a gonna have a concussion.
1: Dude, I saw that. Or, wow. Like, holy shit.
0: Man, sorry to sorry to be uh, sorry to do that. I'm okay. Uh, I did just wrap the, my forehead really hard.
1: Uh, well, I I. Why don't you sit down? And, yeah, um,
0: uh, yeah that was uh, I just slipped going down trying to hurry I'm good I have a headache sh-
1: man give me okay. two secs. yeah f- take, your t- take a moment <laughs> I'm so sorry it's a fucking ghost man <laughs> I, I fucking talked about the ghost fucking lightning hopkins
0: that's kind um, of crazy shit Jeff um, it, I'm it, good um, okay i can honestly say i've never had that happen during a, an interview before sorry to be the first yeah me too um so have a you know i'm sure you've heard reports also from other people that worked at the studio reporting other things i don't think you were the only one that ever had in a an, an encounter or an experience at sugar hill
1: no no that most definitely not the case. Other people have had their stories as well.
0: Um, any any of those you
1: care to share? In short, to be to be honest, my own experience was so profound, and I mean, like literally, left me feeling different walking into that building for the rest of the time I was there and owned the place. I didn't quite like being alone um, in the building because it was a big. It was three different buildings kind of just welded together. It was very ad hoc and it was just lots of little corridors and you know different offices and stuff so no I can't I can't, really, I can't really remember anybody else's encounters.
0: Well I won't keep you any longer. it looks like you're in the middle of your day. I'm gonna go to the hospital.
1: yeah go get yourself checked out man. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know I'm glad that you reached out this is this is fun.
0: Thanks for listening. Find us online at tapeop.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time...